So what's up there, everybody? Wanted to welcome you to Pouring Coffee, a podcast about everything real estate and everything mortgage. I am one of your hosts. My name is Pete Fikaisen. I work with Cross Country Mortgage, and I'm also here with... Nick Clark. Clark from Cross Country Mortgage as well. And we are here on our first episode to talk everything about real estate, mortgage, and life today. So hope you're all doing well. Thank you for tuning in. And yeah, I mean, Nick, it's been a couple uh, couple crazy days here in the bond market. Um, interest rates have uh, kind of gone all over the place. Didn't really want to go there right out of the gate, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It's been uh, two days where you wish you were sleeping. And um, taking a long nap, and you woke up, and you thought this might be a bad dream. So, anyways, um, we won't digress on that. Market's actually correcting itself. Thank you, uh, you know, uh, Bank of uh, the Bankers of uh, England, uh, for uh, adding a little stimulus there. Hopefully, uh, hint, hint, our Fed might uh, give us a little stimulus. Some quantitative, quantitative easing would be superb in this moment um, where we saw 30-year fixed mortgage rates uh, go over 7% this week. So anyways, so it's Pete Fikaisen and Nick Clark here. We are your consummate mortgage pros um, with lots of experience. So today we're just going to intro you to our podcast. And I just wanted to let you know that, um, you know, when we talk about pouring coffee, um, this kind of, uh, talk Nick started, uh, when I was working for a mortgage company that was inside at a real estate company. And I was in this like bullpen setting and it was like, a, a, a bunch of guys and girls and, you know, everybody would come in at random times during the day and we'd hang out. And in this setting, there was a couple guys, I'm not going to mention their names because they're probably going to listen to this podcast, but. Anyways, we, we had this like subtle contest because number one, we all drank a lot of coffee. Number two, um, if you've ever seen um, Glen Gary, Glen Ross, coffee's for, coffee's for closers, it's a famous line. We kind of got into this, you know, uh, you know, talk in this back and forth with each other that like whenever we'd, you know, get a deal going, we were pouring the coffee um, or it would be, how was that call? And if it was a bad call, it was Sanka. If it was uh, if it was a good call, it was extra bold, right? What is what is Sanka? Huh? What is Sanka? Are you serious? Are is that, you a, that, is that like a drink? Are you that young? Sanka's decaf, bro. You don't oh, want really? that stuff. It's instant coffee. It's 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 bad. It's crap coffee, is what it is. <laughs> but anyways, we'd be talk. We'd be ta- we'd be we'd be in our coffee talk, and we always talked about pouring coffee, which was which was making deals happen. It was making things great for our clients. It was, uh, you know, uh, making money. It was, it was kind of just like a, it was an aura. It was something that you wanted to. And uh, people would be like, look at Fakaisen over there, hands in the beans, always pouring that coffee. And, uh, you know, I think that's a kind of a good little mantra that, you know, we're always looking after our clients' best needs, whether, whether that client be a realtor that referred us a deal or an end loan user, someone taking a mortgage from us, you know, a friend, a family member, we always want to pour you the coffee. We want to give you the best deal every time. And we want to get you in a spot where, you know, you're feeling comfortable 
Because let's face it, Nick, your home is your greatest asset, man. Your home is your greatest asset. And it's one of the few things that, you know, mankind has brought us, right? If you look back at evolution, it is food and it is shelter. Three things or two things that we need to look at every single time that we kind of start our brain from, uh, you know, being asleep at night. So anyways, welcome to Pouring Coffee, everybody. Um, so I'll start with myself. So Pete Fakai is in here, born and raised in uh, Massachusetts. I might not have that uh, hardcore accent, but, um, you know, I am definitely here from Massachusetts, <clears throat> lived here my whole life, lived in a couple other places sporadically um, when I was trying to, quote unquote, find myself during college and went out to Colorado for a spell. But I don't think I went there and lost any sort of accent. But anyways, what our goal is with this podcast is we are here to give you information, whether you be a real estate agent, an attorney, a loan officer seeking alternative ways of doing business, um, or, you know, a buyer or a seller of a home and you want to know what's up in real estate this week. Um, we are going to be talking to uh, real estate agents and referral partners all over the country. Nick, we got, I got people in California, Florida. Hey, we pray for you today, Florida. Um, today's September 28th. We have a big hurricane hitting you today. Hopefully you all make it through there, uh, you know, uh, easily. So hope you're all doing well down there. Um, don't go outside the house is something that you don't want to do or you stay inside your home when there's 155 mile per hour winds. So, but anyways, we want you to use the tips and tricks and everything we're going to talk about here for however you want to apply it. But what we hope is, is that the peers in our business, people we work with, people that want to work with us, people that speak with us all the time. Um, we want you to have this half an hour each week to basically say, I got to turn this on and see what these guys said this week. Okay. This isn't going to be like Howard Stern esque. We're not going to be dirty, um, but we're going to give you some information, hopefully in a fun way. Okay. So anyways, I've been in the business, uh, mortgage business for uh, 20 years. Um, and during that time I've worked for, uh, let's see, one, two, three, uh, four companies now. So I was with summit mortgage 2007. I went to William Ravis. I worked in house there, um, as a mortgage banker for their real estate company in 2017, 10 years later, I decided to make a jump and open up my own branch with luxury mortgage. Um, and then most recently, Luxury Mortgage was uh, the retail division moved over to Cross Country uh, Mortgage, which has been phenomenal. Cross Country Mortgage, we are the number two retail lender in the country today, folks. So if you want unfiltered advice, we are the pros, okay? We are the pros. And we have all the products that, man, Nick, I thought we had all the pros at Luxury, but we have uh, we have all the products here at <clears throat> cross-country mortgage for sure. We'll be able to review those on a weekly basis with our product of the week, product of the week. So um, before the mortgage business, um, you know, again, from Massachusetts. And uh, before that, I was in the winter sports business for a while, um, which was a ton of fun. Uh, was in sales and marketing there. Got to work with some top athletes. Um, got to see what, uh, you know, product supply chain was all about. 
um, what sales of products in a retail space look like. And it really taught me a lot of things about people that I know today. And, you know, one of the reasons why I got into this business is I love working with home buyers. I love helping them, um, you know, work through their greatest asset. A lot of people look to financial advisors for mortgage advice. Folks, they're not mortgage pros. Okay. 20 years in the business. Okay. I'm going to give you that unfiltered advice of exactly what I might do or what you should do in the scenario that you have. And I think we're going to talk about scenarios a little bit, but Nick, tell everybody who you are, what you are, and why there's a golf club in your hand in our logo. <clears throat> so I also, uh, I grew up on South Shore, Massachusetts in Plymouth. Um, and I went to college. I played golf at Bentley University. I graduated in 2012. Um, I've been in the industry since then for 10 years. Um, I kind of fell backwards into the industry. I got my first job or met my first boss on the golf course. They had no clue about mortgages. They do not teach it. Even at a business and finance school, they do not teach you about mortgages. They mm -hmm. brush over it a little bit, but I had no clue what I was doing. And I knew that this guy had made a ton of money over the years. And I said, sure. Um, so that's how I kind of fell into mortgages. Um, I've worked for larger banks, Everbank and City. Um, I've worked for smaller kind of community banks. And I've actually worked at a mortgage startup, um, which is kind of where I met you, uh, even though we previously could have crossed paths almost. Um, and now I'm here at Cross Country. Got it, man. Sounds good. Well, we are stoked to uh, have you here. I'm excited to uh, do this podcast. And, um, you know, I think we've kind of explained where we are and what we're doing. Um, so, Again, Cross Country Mortgage, we are a national company. Um, Nick and I are licensed in a lot of states, but not every state. But if you do need help in another state, we are licensed in almost all of them, if not all of them. So we can definitely assist you by referring one of our coworkers if we are not covered in that state. So that's very important, especially for our, all of our referral partners across the country. Um, but you know, we offer all types of loans, first time home buyer loans, um, you know, down payment assistant loans, um, you know, residential home loans for the most part, one to four families, hopefully um, four to eight units here soon. Um, you know, investor based loans, self-employed, self-employed based loans, loans with no income verification, uh, business purpose loans, everything. Construction. Uh, construction loans. Yep. New construction. We quoted one of those today, which was fantastic um, with our one-time close in, uh, in distribution. Um, so that's that's a, another great one. We offer home equity lines. So pretty much what we always say is ask Pete, ask Nick. Any question you have on anything financing, ask us. If we can't do it, we're going to refer you to someone that can. Okay. But just come to us. Okay. You got any question, come to us. We're going to have a, uh, a link of the chat. Uh, we're going to have a chat here that you'll be able to ask us questions week in and week out. And this will be live on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and a couple other places that you'll be able to view us. We're hoping to get on Spotify and uh, hoping again that this will be part of your weekly playlist. So anyways, let's jump right into it, Nick. 
what is the number one question in this marketplace? What is your rate? What's my rate? Well, that's like asking me, um, you know, what's the price of that random home across the street? Well, if I don't know about what's in the home, how old it is, any updates, uh, when it was built, who owns it, what they might sell it for, when they're looking to sell, we might not know a lot about the rate. So what we want to basically convey to everyone out there is that while people may put out quote unquote rate sheets circa 2002, circa, circa 2003, by the way, Nick, never had so many real estate agents call me and ask me for a rate sheet. Okay. Um, we have a little thing called the internet, folks. You can jump right on and look up what the average rate is. Okay. Mortgage News Daily. Great website. Great website. Most accurate spot to see. But the thing is, when you're looking at average rates online, folks, and you go to what's one of the most popular rate places? Um, LendingTree. LendingTree, bankrate.com. When you look at an interest rate, folks, the most important thing you got to understand is what is the cost to get to that rate? What is the scenario about that rate? So here are a couple things that come into play. Credit score, length of lock of the loan, meaning how many days until my closing, loan to value, how much am I going to borrow compared to the, the value of the house, debt to income ratio, what's my debt compared to the amount of income I make, including my new housing payment. What are a couple other things, Nick, we got to put in there? Um, well, you can show a rate no matter what, but points, Correct. fees. Yep. Points, fees, cost to get the loan. Okay. And what's the product that we're offering for that as well? So it's really easy for people to create a rate sheet and just put bogus rates out there because there could be two or three points in there. Someone say, what, what's a point, Pete? Well, a point is 1% of your loan amount. So if you have $500,000 loan and the rate today, let's say the average rate in America is you know, uh, 5.875 on a 30 year fixed with, um, a point, right. Let's say what that is with one point paying five grand. Someone might show 4.875. You're like, Oh my gosh, this guy's got great rates, but you got to look at the cost. If the APR, which is the number next to the rate, which legally has to be shown is six or 7%, you know, that there's a huge cost factor being put into that rate. Okay. So the annual percentage rate is a, is a metric that is used to show you via advertising what the other costs are without spelling out what the other costs are, okay? But folks, your rate is determined on your scenario. Please, 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 please embrace that, okay? It is so important, so, 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 so important for you to understand that just because your friend in the cubicle next to you or down the road is, um, you know, your, your, your buddy, your neighbor just got this incredible rate. <laughs> Maybe their credit's better. Maybe they're only financing 300,000 on an $800,000 property. Um, maybe they got an arm, maybe they got a 15 year fixed so many different things that go into it. But when it comes to rates, we can quote those to you really quick and easily and effectively and accurately. If we know what that scenario is and da, 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 it takes all of 10 seconds, 15 seconds. We plug in the numbers, you know, loan amount, loan to value. We ask you what your income is. We try to fa factor in what a debt to income ratio is. 
We put in the days that you need to lock the loan for. We put in what you're telling us your credit score is, and we can produce an interest rate for you. Okay. And then if needed, we can pr produce an estimate for you as well. Once you fill out an application and that's what you need, right? You don't need a property address to get an interest rate. What we need to have is an idea of the scenario. Okay. And then we can give you estimates all day long. All day long. And by the way, if you don't have an estimate, and you have a written email that just says, blah, 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 blah. This is the rate. It's, it, it is what it is. It's just, it's just an email with a rate. You want a, a PDF that has, you know, legal verbiage on it. Okay. Showing an APR, something that actually looks professional. Don't settle for less. <clears throat> Again, you're going to hear me say this over and over. Your home is most likely your greatest asset. You don't want to screw around with this, folks. This isn't buying a car. And this is where we go into online lending, right? I mean, I'm, I'm going to this new forum here, podcast. A lot of people are going to be listening online. But let me just tell you, going online and trying to find a rate or going online and trying to do your loan without knowing the person, not knowing who's quoting you, you're just giving your all your personal information to, just so you know, what do you say, Nick? 60, 70%, 70% maybe, 75% of these online lenders, most of them get paid just for you to fill out an application. They don't follow you to the end of the process. We're here at Cross Country. We're doing the pre-approval. <clears throat> we're pre-underwriting. We're, if you want, um, you know, we're running scenarios for you. We're quoting interest rates. Um, we're processing your loan. I'm, I'm underwriting your loan. I'm closing your loan. And then I'm following up with you post-closing twice a year, which is called our semi-annual uh, mortgage review. Very important, right? Because you might have life circumstances where you had to charge a ton of money on a credit card. You had medical bills. You had to do this. You had to do that. We just refinanced someone out of a hundred grand of credit card debt. And the guy was like, whoa, 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 6%, man, that's high. And I'm like, listen, you with you taking out this cash, you're paying an average of 19% on all those credit cards. 19%. 6% sounds fantastic. And by the way, it's also going to clear out your credit. You just got to make a promise to yourself and your family that you're not going to continue to charge because guess what? You're on a fixed income. You have no business having credit cards of that amount of money, but Hey, you had to spend what you had to spend. Right? So Nick, what else do we have on rates? What do you, what do you think? Today? What else are you hearing? Um, even I, I would like to bring up the fact that even, even all things being equal, going and finding a lower rate with the exact same scenario sometimes also is not the best thing for the buyer um, given that they may not get accepted offers um, you know with that right. quote unquote online lender right and it costs you more money in the long run yeah you really want to look to your real estate agent for a good referral or a friend that's you know possibly purchased recently and see who they might have used um, but we always recommend working with a team. A team, um, like for instance, here in Massachusetts, we've got a team of, um, you know, realtors that usually work with closing attorneys where we're a, a attorney state, not a title state, right? So, 
Usually the agent has a lender and an attorney in their pocket so they can provide the best possible service. And I think the other point too is that besides the whole rate, is that when you're making an offer on a property or you've got a property under agreement or you're selling a property, you need to set expectations. So if I'm buying a home and my lender works at some random bank in Kansas City, I don't know who the heck would want to work with a bank out of Kansas if they're doing a loan in Massachusetts, right, Nick? I mean, that's just crazy. Um, you got to you got to work with companies that are local companies that you know have a retail presence across America because right now is a crazy time, folks. Right? Interest rate. You're going to see a lot of attrition in the mortgage business. You see a lot of companies consolidate, especially the small ones. Um, you know. Um, so anyways, going back to it, you need to work with a team that can set expectations for you clearly, right? And those expectations, when they're set clearly, they brew confidence all around and they just, they make the deal smell right to that seller and that seller's agent, okay? Rather than the seller's agent being like, oh, you know, I really don't want to use this random online bank or this bank out in Kansas, right? Like no one's ever heard of, a lot of these companies like working for a no-name company is like you know why would you entrust your client to do that right so real estate agents are going to refer people that they know they can set expectations for because let's face it a state like here massachusetts super competitive right and it's super contentious this isn't like california where it's like hey man don't worry i'll give you a couple extra days we're good with, <laughs> we're good with the closing right? No, this is Massachusetts. It's like, you don't close, you don't extend, we don't do this, we're keeping your deposit, and I'm going to eat nails for breakfast. That is the way it's cutthroat. It doesn't have to be, but it's just the way it is, right? Um, that's why we get our coffee super quick, because getting a coffee in California could take like 30 minutes, literally. Where did the coffee... I, one time, quick story, one time I was, uh, I went into a place... And um, I was out in Squaw Valley and a bunch of my friends went out there and I was in my late 20s and we were in California and I'm like, hey, I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get coffee and bagels on the way to the mountain. Right. So, Nick, we go into this place and I'm like, I'm like, all right, five coffees. You guys want cream and sugar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, just get five big five plain bagels with cream cheese, uh, veggie cream cheese. So I go in and this girl comes up. About 10 minutes after I'm standing in line. By the way, the line was two people. 10 minutes later, hey, it's different out there, man. Slower. It's cool. I wish I, I would love that. Except when you're in a hurry. Next thing you know, I'm like, hey, listen, I'll take five coffees, cream and sugar, you know, hot, hot coffees. And then could I get five plain bagels with veggie cream cheese? She's like, no problem. I paid for it. She made me the coffees. I put the cream, put the sugar in. I went outside, put, gave them all the guys in the truck that were waiting to go skiing. And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, let me go back in. I go in. There's no one in there. And I'm like, where the heck did this person go? I'm looking for these this bagel and cream cheese, right? 20 minutes later, my buddy gets out of the truck. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you're the one that brought me this bagel place, man. And he's just like, hold on. And he goes around the corner, and all the people are out in the back of the place having a cigarette. And she's like, oh, no, no, oh, oh, sorry, man. We thought you left. He's like, the bagels are right in there, you know, this and that. He's like, you paid, right? I'm like, yeah, we paid. So we get in the car. We open up the bagels. It's plain bagel, cream cheese with sprouts, tomatoes, onions, pickles, 
every veggie they had in the place, not just cream cheese with veggies in it. It was not the veggie spread. Cream cheese. It was a sandwich. It was a vegetable sandwich with cream cheese on a bagel. Pretty funny name. So anyways, welcome to California. But again, folks, rates, 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 rates. Take the advice, especially in this day and age. You can always shop a rate after you get a place under agreement. You've got to be able to set expectations on any offer. And in this rate environment, I mean, I was on the radio uh, last Saturday, Nick, and heard about loan officers yelling at clients, swearing at clients. And I said to the, the owner of this uh, real estate company, I said, why did that happen? And come to find out the rate wasn't locked. The uh, loan officer didn't, no one looked at the stuff on the loan, which is beyond me, three days before the closing and the borrower didn't qualify. Three days before closing. Folks, it is slow on the mortgage side. I mean, we're pretty busy, but across America, there's a lot of layoffs. Like I told you, there's gonna be a lot of attrition here in this, this marketplace when it comes to mortgage, right? So, you know, you should be able to get a 30-day closing or shorter timeline on pretty much any deal. Would you say that, Nick? Can we, yeah, can I mean, the back? only we, time we, we saw it. Yeah, yeah, we can close 30 days or less. Of course we <clears> can. The only time we saw it where it was an issue is for the appraisers. When it was yep. crazy busy with refinances, it's not. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just talk about interest rates again a little more. And I'm going to just do a quick little, uh, you, you know, just breakdown of the bond market. So if you're looking to watch what interest rates are, you want to watch what's called the 10-year yield. You can see on CNBC in the ticker in the right-hand corner that I'm seeing right now in my office. Um, and you want to watch that, okay? So over the pandemic, those yields were in the ones or even sub ones. Today or last night, um, I got up in the middle of the night. I used the restroom. I looked at my phone. I looked at CNBC because I'm like that. And it was 4%. Uh, we haven't seen 4% on that 10-year yield in 20 years, folks. 20 years. So I don't know. I mean, 20 years is a very long time. Um, you know, we gave out a lot of money during the pandemic. I think the Fed has got to come out and start being a little more direct about what the plan is and can't be so hawkish, meaning they're not being direct, right? They're going to navigate this market volatility and they don't want to come out and say, hey, we're heading for a recession or we're heading here, we're heading there. They have to be indirect because market indicators will read one thing or another. Okay, so if you watch that 10 year up or down, I'm going to tell you this. Okay, July and August were the two busiest months that we've had the whole year. We did a lot of business then. You know why? The rates dropped and there wasn't as much competition. So as we go into the fall and winter markets here, folks, if you're a buyer, let's get going. Okay, and we're going to give you a couple ways we can beat the rate. All right. So um, number one, if you are a buyer, you can beat the rate by going into an ARM product. Because the one thing we know, Nick, is that history tells us that over the span of a four to five year history, interest rates can't stay at 7%. And Fannie and Freddie are already predicting in Q1 and Q2 of 2023 interest rates will be in the mid force. So what does that mean? Well, the Fed comes out right now, the big I word, inflation, inflation. 
So inflation has been killing the bond market. It is the biggest bond killer in 30-year and mortgage rate killer out there. With high inflation, we have issues, right? So look at what's going on. War in Russia and um, Ukraine. Um, we have we had a pandemic where enough money was given out that tons of people didn't work for a while. Now they're all back to work. So we have very, very, very low unemployment. We have very high energy costs because of that war. Uh, gas is actually coming down, which I think is great. But man, food prices. I got three boys. It is not cool. It is not cool. I mean, getting a hamburger at one of the restaurants here locally where we are, 17 bucks, man? Really? Like, what's in that hamburger? Is there, like, pristine, like, bacon from, like, like VLS bacon or some sort of really, really nice, you know, cut of meat that you've ground up into hamburger? Do you charge me 17 bucks? Um, I mean, food is out of control. So when you're looking at the cost that the Americans have to pay out there, you know, and the amount of money being spent, you've got high, you've got high inflation. So what's the Fed done? It's raised the rate in which they lend to other banks. And that is when the Fed raises rates, which they did last week. Usually that's a inflation fighter. Well, because they were so hawkish, it did the opposite. They said, we don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to keep doing it for a little while. And this is our target. And we're going to do it until inflation comes down. So it sent the stock market in a nosedive, right? But now you have all the Fed speakers. So even it's less about the rate, Nick, than it is about what these people come out and say afterwards. So we're finally seeing a little bit of a break over four days. We're down about 25 basis points, which is great. So we hit 4%. Right now, we're at 3.707. Okay? Okay. Before the Fed announcement, we were at three and a half. Um, in August, we were at two and a half. Okay. So, but how can we get lower rates for buyers today? So arms, adjustable rate mortgages. I don't want you to think back to 2008 and say, oh my gosh, my uncle, my, 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 my cleaner, my this or that. They went out, they got foreclosed on because they went into arms. Folks, those arms are not available anymore. Okay. They're not available. Pay option arm, not available. Paying the lowest possible interest, not available. What is available are fixed period arm products. So if we if we do a five-year arm, it's fixed for five years, okay? And then it can adjust after that five-year period, and it's amortizing just like a 30-year fixed. Seven-year arm, Nick, fixed for seven years. 10-year arm fixed for 10 years. We also have a 15-year arm that's fixed for 15. But the pricing on those isn't great right now. But what this allows us to do is we want to bridge you to the next 18 to 24 months. Is that what you say, Nick? Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe quicker when rates yeah. turn around. But Yeah, 18 to 24 months max. Uh, you know, if you're working with a good lender, hopefully they won't charge you closing costs when you refi. Depending on the state you are in, depends on what the costs are. But- Usually about it's an eighth in rate between paying no closing costs and paying closing costs. So a lot of the time we, we just make it happen for you because we want you to refer us to other clients. But it is just important to know that like you don't have to do a 30-year fix today at 
you could do a 10 year arm at five and a half. You could do, if you're doing a jumbo loan, you know, uh, loans over 648,000 today and, you know, certain parts of Massachusetts or across the country, um, $648,000 loan. I mean, we're at, you know, high force still today on arms, right? So don't think that you're going to be in a 7% rate. It's just wrong. Okay. So the other product that we have, which I, I've just, I just love, and we've been talking to a lot of real estate agents about this week and buyers is, is our buy down products. So a buy down is a um, product where you can have the seller pay points that so for the next two years, your rate would be reduced by 2% year one and 1% year two. And then you go back to that amortizing payment in year three. Okay. So let me give you an example here. So if I were to do a $500,000 purchase price and I were to put 10% down, which is 50 grand, I'd take a $450,000 loan. You follow me, Nick? Mm -hmm. So $450,000 loan. If I were to pay, let's say a little over, maybe the buy down, we have a calculator that does this all for you, by the way. Um, and let's say the going rate today was six and a quarter. Okay. What a buy down would be for that 30 year fixed rate. It would be year one. It'd be four and a quarter. Folks, you're, you're saving like five, 600 bucks a month by doing that. Okay. The cost of this is probably, probably around $9,000, somewhere in that range. But the key is, is that when you make an offer on a home, you build that 9,000 into the sales price. So the seller's giving it to you back as a credit. So if I'm going to offer $500,000 on a home, it's 500,000 with a non $9,000 seller credit towards uh, prepaid items or closing costs. Get what I'm saying? So basically we're going to bridge you that way as well. And the great thing is if we don't use all, say you were to refi Nick in year or month eight, like the rates dropped to four and a half and like, oh, let's get the four and a half 30 year fixed. We could do it. We're going to refund you that difference. So if that, if it costs you nine grand to get that buy down, right, we might refund you like $4,500. I mean, again, we have exact calculators that say all these things, but so that's for buyers. And then for sellers, Nick, that buy down part is just huge. So you can attract more buyers pretty simply by going out instead of reducing your, um, you know, your, your offer or your sale price to buyers out in that place, you put something in uh, MLS, which is where is the listing system that um, with all qualified offers, you know, the seller will, the seller is willing to buy down the buyer's interest rate um, um, with qualified lenders. Okay. So, if you're a listing agent out there listening, this buy down, don't reduce the $600,000 home by 25 grand when you might only have to spend like $13,000 and you'd be able to save that client probably anywhere from seven to $800 a month year one, probably four to $500 year two. And that again, our goal is to get these clients to a refi zone. All right. Cause that's what we do. We're always looking after your greatest asset. It's so important. You need to treat your home like a financial plan, right? 
I'm not telling you to refi every single year. I'm not trying to do that. But if you can get into a lower payment and lower interest that you're paying for a longer period of time, it's the faster you're going to pay off the house, right? And by the way, we don't have to put you back in a 30-year fixed, whatever your plan's going to be. Hey, Pete, I know we've been in the house for two years. It's just happened the other day. But we're looking to trade up, but we're not going to sell our house. What I want to do is... I want to put this home in for when we move in a year. I want to put this home into a 15-year fixed or 20-year fixed because I'm going to be able to get $4,500 in rent for the house. Um, and that should cover that. Can you run payments for me? No problem. Again, these are the conversations, Nick, that come up in our semi-annual loan review, which goes something like this. Hey, Nick, what's happening? How's it going, man? All good, Pete. Sounds good. Well, hey, I just want to touch base real quick. There might not be any action we're going to take at all, but I want to let you know that it's been six months since we talked, and I just want to make sure everything mortgage-wise, I'm showing a balance of about three hundred and fifty grand on that house, showing you have an equity position of about you know one hundred and one hundred and sixty grand with a valuation of uh, five hundred and ten thousand. So, you know, I'm just trying to see if there are any home improvements that you have. Um, that you've done, um, if there's anything you're planning for, any life events that we should know about, and just what the plan is for the home. And that's what we do. And people love talking to us. Hey, Pete, thanks for the call. We got nothing going on. We've updated the house. We're hanging here. We love our rate. Um, but ding, ding, ding. We may be looking at a house in Maine to buy as a second home. How would you do that? That's where we get this conversation started, folks. So anything that has to do with homes and financing and savings, I gave clients recommendations the other day. They're saving to buy a house, but they're paying an extra two grand a month on their student loans. I'm like, hey, did you hear the news? President Biden's paying those suckers down. I'm like, you might want to hold on that. Let's save for the house. So simple little tidbits. Well, even like today, I just got my hair cut. My barber had a uh, some high school girl hit him, hit his car while it was parked. His insurance was just giving him grief about fixing fixing the car, going after the, the girl's insurance versus his. He didn't have his car for almost 90 days. I introed him to our insurance guy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it was great. He set me up with everything, took 10 minutes on the phone, easiest thing, you know had nothing to do with the mortgage but you know we work in an industry where we have a pretty tight-knit group of professionals um you know whether it be financial planning insurance realtor attorney where you know simple phone call you know help this guy out big time yeah no again referral partners are a huge huge piece of our business Huge, huge piece of our business. And again, having those plans and talking with our past clients is, is core. So another reason why you want to use someone that's a trusted advisor and not just some random person on the phone, right? Or online, because you don't know where your information's going. And by the way, that's if you've even banked there for years, which we'll talk about, you know, weirdo scenarios that have happened before. But um so we're going to move on from the rate and just want to say thanks again for, you know, listening this week. 
I know, um, you know, rates are a really important topic. Again, you can reach out to us at the Um, you can call us. We'll be playing a number here at the end as well. Um, also this is going to be broadcasted live so you can comment on it. Uh, once it hits Facebook and we can get those questions in, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, that's usually what this next segment is, but we're going to, uh, wrap up here shortly. Um, but Hey, I wanted to talk about, um, the product of the week. So product of the week, um, you know, really, 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 um, high level, like 30,000 foot level, um, you know, is septic holdbacks. So, you know, it's great that we're here at cross country because we allow doing septic holdbacks, which means that if you're looking to buy a home or you're looking to sell your home, but the septic isn't done. Let's talk about the state of Massachusetts. We require what's called a title five. And that title five is a septic certificate that says, Hey, this place is this uh, septic's good for two years because a septic that's an important and expensive item to fix with your house. Probably most, ex probably as expensive as replacing all your windows or um, replacing a very large roof or a heating and cooling system. Um, you know, one of the most expensive pieces of the home. So we need to verify that it works right. When we have a failed Title V, so if you're a listing agent, we're happy to help you out, explain this whole process, but it's pretty simple. Um, you know, we have to build into the rate lock the amount of days that's going to take to install the new septic. So we don't just close these loans without a plan. You need to have a plan. So you should have a couple septic people if you're a listing agent in your pocket. Um, the second part is, is that if you're a buyer's agent and a buyer sees a home that's been sitting on the market because it needs a septic system and the seller's not willing to pay for it before the home closes, which happens a lot, the seller can put into escrow at closing one and a half times the quote that you were going to use to get the septic done. Okay. And the seller and, or the buyer can give a deposit to the person doing the septic. And they have to come up with all this money in advance and it's paid at closing. And then we keep it in an account. And then once we get that title five, we release the funds to you and or that seller to pay that septic bill. And we have that title five and we're good to go. And your loan is already closed. And by the way, you could live in the house this whole time as long as it's <clears throat> safe, as long as let's say the pipes are flowing, right? Um, we just, you can't have a house that can't be lived in, right? Um, but super marketable out there for buyers, for sellers, for real estate agents, any attorneys out there listing and you got one of these problems, let me know. Um, uh, Nick, what else? Uh, foreclosures, um, yeah, I mean, you know, bank owned property, short sales, the stuff needs to be done. <clears throat> we can appraise that house. that's in good condition. The septic's the only issue. Heidi Ho, we got the answer for you. Yeah, when you go on, look on, you know, truly a Zillow Redfin. Um, I try and check them for new listings every week. The houses that you'll see that are sitting for over 60, 90, 120 days, typically you're going to see in bold letters on the description, septic or Title V is buyer's responsibility. That's because what? The seller usually doesn't have the cash until they sell that home to pay to have it fixed, right? Yep, 100%. So, yeah, so that's our product of the week, septic holdbacks. Um, and, yeah, 
Um, I think really, Nick, anything else you want to add this week? Uh, we're looking forward to um, episode number two, which we are going to be hosting a local real estate agent in one of the most booming markets around here. We're going to have some great questions for her. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I mean, a couple personal things. 20-year anniversary today, Nick. 20 years married. Woo! Woo-hoo-hoo! I'm losing hair thinking about it, man. Really? No, just kidding. Um, very excited to uh, celebrate, even though we celebrated a little bit already this summer because I coach football, uh, youth football in the fall and can't really take off on my kids. But um, yes, so happy anniversary, Katie. Um, uh, 20 years of just pure bliss, buddy. Pure bliss. Uh, Nick, how many years have you been married? <laughs> Nick, let's just say... I hope you find the right person here. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah, between that and me wearing glasses, some readers and my hair going, I've been researching whether I get those little seeds put in my head or I just shave it. I've been looking at haircuts. My kids are laughing at me. Um, you know, they love trying to like needle me and give me a little, uh, give me a little business about, uh, as they say, my drip or my non-drip. They say, dad, you've got no drip. Um, not even sure what any of that stuff means. I'm trying to catch up with the lingo. Um, but yeah, I'm uh I'm losing hair. Losing hair quick. You made um, it you made it a good distance though. I have a I have friends who have shaved their head, you know. Might be coming, made, Nick. Might be coming soon. You think early, we could be looking next early thirties, late twenties. My beautiful and, curls can be gone very fast. But if you got any tips or tricks for uh episode number two, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I don't want to hear any Chia Pet comments, okay? So, yes, my forehead is now very large, but uh, hoping to cure that, hoping to cure that here soon and cure my, uh, you know, self-consciousness about it, too, because my kids keep on reminding me about it. But anyways, thank you so much for watching and uh, listening to uh, episode one. I have just put our um, uh, contact information in there. So if you're you're watching, you can uh definitely you know see that and also um just going to give our quick quick very very fast radio version that cross country mortgage we are an equal housing lender all loans are subject to underwriting approval certain restrictions apply call for details cross country mortgage LLC NMLS number 3029. You can also look it up on www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org or www.crosscountrymortgage.com. My NMLS is 12344. Nick's very, very long NMLS is NMLS 998103. You could tell who's been in the business a little bit longer. I wasn't too I far off. From, I could have had 10,000. By the way, people, people love my NMLS. People like envy one, two, three, four, four. Yeah, They're like, is that a one. joke? No, people. That's what you call the coffee pouring guy. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Share us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. We will see you next week for uh October and episode number two. <laughs>